Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. We've seen and heard stories in the news within the just, I'd say, the last two weeks of heinous acts that have been committed against our fellow citizens. And one that has garnered the most uh, press in the last, uh, I guess, week to 10 days or so has been the vicious beating and the ultimate death of Tyree Nichols at the hands and feet, unfortunately, of officers of the Memphis Police Department. And I would say there have been at least three mass shootings, at least three uh, that uh, that we've been made aware of in the news in just the first month of 2023. Um, Eleven people were killed when a gunman opened fire in a dance studio as people celebrated, uh, mainly the Asian community celebrated the Lunar New Year in Monterey Park, California. Uh, just 10 hours later, early that uh, following Sunday morning, 12 people were wounded as gunfire erupted in a nightclub in Louisiana. And then that following Monday, literally within 48 hours of the 11 people who were killed in Monterey Park, California, that Monday morning, seven people were shot dead at Half Moon Bay, uh, California, and they're about 30 miles south of San Francisco. And then let's not forget that the violence that we're hearing about and seeing about on school buses and in school classrooms, um, again, the news Outlets have been inundated with these uh, almost like weekly, almost certainly weekly and almost daily, these uh, different news stories. And and I could go on and on and on about, you know, car break-ins and murders and shootings and you name it. I, again, we all could just uh, stop for a moment and just think about when we turn on the news or turn on our uh, devices and we hear all these news stories coming, uh, um, coming forward. And again, just all of the negativity, the depravity, uh, the violence. Violence that we're experiencing in our nation, um, it just it is is mind numbing. And yet, in the midst of all this bad news, I literally woke up today just with this sense of hope. I do find myself hopeful in the midst of all of this chaos, in the midst of all of the violence and the turmoil and the tragedies and the depravity and you name it, I find myself hopeful. And so you may be asking, well, um, Tony, why do you find yourself hopeful? And I'm hopeful because what the Lord was reminding me all this week, and in particular today, what the Lord was reminding me of is what he has told us in his word. And I begin with a very familiar scripture, Second Chronicles 7.14. And again, this is a very familiar passage of scripture, right from the New King James Version. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Family, God is faithful. God is faithful. 
to do everything that he promised that he would do in his word. We, the body of Christ, this body of believers, the church of Jesus Christ, we who are aware and know and see the times and the seasons of what's going on in our land, we must repent on behalf of our nation, on behalf of our states, on behalf of our counties and cities and municipalities. We must repent right? We must pray and we must seek God's will for our lives. And we must ask God for forgiveness for how we as a nation, how we as families, how we as a people have turned away from what God says is pleasing to him. And then and only then will God hear our God who is in heaven. Will he hear our prayers, forgive our sin and bring healing to our land? And we must continue to pray even when it appears that um, nothing is happening, we must go by what God says in his word, that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, that's the repenting, then I will hear from heaven. God will hear us in heaven as he sits on the throne. He'll forgive our sins and he'll heal our land. That's the first thing. Why else am I hopeful? I'm hopeful because I know that God hears our prayers. Why would God ask us to pray if God was not hearing our prayers. How do we know God hears our prayers? James 5, 16 reads, the effective fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much or the effective fervent prayers of a righteous person avails much, right? And I love how the New uh, New Living Translation reads, the New Living Translation says, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So let's not um, be lulled into a sense of why are we praying and thinking that it's not effective. The Bible tells us clearly the Lord hears our prayers. The effectual fervent prayers of a righteous person avails much, right? Um, And so Jeremiah 33 and 3 reads, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So again, family, God invites us to pray and God wants us to pray because God does hear our prayers. And I have to give you um, just two uh, a, a case in points here that really bring this home. Within the past 30 days, literally family, within the past 30 days, within the past month or so of this year, two of my brothers in Christ have literally been at the brink of death. And I'm not speaking figuratively. I'm not overstating their situations, but they were at the very brink of death. What do I mean? I mean, medically, clinically, and scientifically, death was knocking at their door. It was not beyond the realm of possibility that these brothers would not make it to see the next day. But God is all we can say is, but God, today, these same two brothers are at home, out of the hospital, out of ICU, and at home on the road to recovery. And so again, we know that the effectual fervent prayers of righteous people avail much. Again, as the New Living Translation says, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And we bless God for God's healing virtue, for God's healing power, and that these two brothers are on the road to recovery. Why am I hopeful? I'm hopeful because when the enemy comes and tries to attack the minds of our 
our young people, in particular, our youth and our younger generation, our millennials, our Gen Zers, when the enemy comes and he tries to literally, literally destroy this generation that is coming up behind us. The word of the Lord in Isaiah 59 and 19 reminds us that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. What do we do as believers when we see our young people facing evil and when we see our young people seeming to be going on this down this path and down this road or when the the enemy is attacking the minds of our youth and our young adults and as fathers and as mothers, what do we do as grandfathers and as grandmothers, as uncles and as aunties and as the elders in this generation, what do we do? What we do is what the Lord tells us to do. The Lord tells us that we are to um, call on the name of the Lord because the Lord says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. So when we do our part, when we as as the elders of this generation, as the, the aunties and the uncles, as the parents and the grandparents, when, when we fall on our knees and we lift up our young people, when we lift up our children and our grandchildren and our nieces and our nephews, and I'm not and I'm not just talking about biologically, but those where we stand in place of fathers and mothers and those who are not our biological children, but are the youth and the young adults of this generation. When we get on our knees and we lift up the name of Jesus, when the enemy comes, and we pray to the Lord. We know, number one, he invites us to pray. We know, number two, that God hears our prayer. And this is what the Lord promised us in Exodus 14 and 14. It reminds us that the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace, right? And so what that means is we don't have to be loud. We don't have to get out there and and as the old folks would say, show our tails in public, right? But we must get on our knees and we the Lord will raise up a standard and the Lord promises that he will fight for us and we can hold our peace. And yet at the same time, family, I don't want to dismiss this and I must make this point. But at the same time, let's get our young people, let's get our youth, let's get our young adults, let's get our loved ones the professional help that they need. There's nothing wrong with um, inviting them to seek um, counsel or counselors, right? There's nothing wrong with that. The people People are trained. When we're sick, we don't just stay at home, but we go to medical doctors. And also, if there are some battles, spiritual battles, emotional battles, mental battles that are going on in the lives of our families and the lives of our young people, let's make sure, family, that we get them the help that we need. But here's what we do in addition to that. We continue to cover them and their care providers in prayer. And we are to remind our young people, we're to remind them and we are to constantly speak this over them. What Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, Jeremiah 29 and 11 reads, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. You see, family, I'm hopeful because God is faithful to fulfill every promise that he promises us in his word, right? And so we must speak life over our families. We must speak life. God tells us that he knows the thoughts that he has towards us, but that same thing applies to our children and to our children's children. We know the thoughts that God has towards them, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give them a future and a hope. I'm hopeful family because of what God has spoken to us in his word. And so 
I'm so reminded, right, when um, Joshua was about to face the battle and Moses was about to die, the Lord says, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord, your God, he is the one who goes with you, right? He will not leave you nor forsake you. We must remember that God promises that he will not leave us nor forsake us no matter what battles, no matter what obstacles, no matter what trials, no matter what tribulations, no matter what circumstances or situations we face in our lives. We don't ever have to be afraid and we don't ever have to think that we're facing it alone because the word of the Lord promises us that the Lord goes before us and he will not leave us nor the Bible says forsake, forsaking mean abandon or renounce or reject. He won't reject us, but the Lord will go before us to fight these battles. And then finally, family, I am hopeful. I am hopeful because God has created um, you and me. God has created us with purpose. How do we know? How do we know? Right. One of the things that you, if you'll notice from my podcast, I always say that when um, we know what the, the real issues are when Christ was getting ready to go to the cross and when uh, Paul was about to die, he would give what his final his final orders were. And so Christ gives his final orders as we're looking at it. Christ had commissioned us to do a great work on his behalf until he returns or till he calls us home to be with him in glory. Where do we see this? We see this in Matthew 28, right? The Great Commission, verses 18 through 20. I'll read verses 19 through 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Amen. Family, again, we see in the New Testament, the promises that the Lord is with us always, no matter what, to the end of the age. So until he comes to bring us to glory or till he comes to return to establish his kingdom here on earth, he's with us. And so, family, here's the thing. He's charged us with going out and making disciples. Why? Because we have the answers to the problems that are plaguing our communities and our cities and our neighborhoods. We have the answers to the violence and the despair and the depravity that we see in our neighborhoods and in our communities. What do I mean? The violence, the despair, the depravity is a result of a people who lack hope. They're a result of a people who lack understanding of who they are and what their purpose is. And so they lack hope in their current condition. They lack hope in their future. And so it doesn't matter that they'll steal and they'll kill and they'll destroy just to do what feels right and feels good. But it is our responsibility as believers to tell them about the hope that we have in Christ. It is our responsibility. As a matter of fact, Christ commands us to go and make disciples. It is not optional. We don't have a choice. It is a command and we must, family, go and make disciples. We have to be intentional about telling them about the goodness of the Lord in our lives. We have to be intentional about sharing the light and the life of Christ everywhere we go. We don't have to just wait until Sunday mornings to praise God and talk about the goodness of the Lord, I would submit to you that this is our charge to do Monday through Saturday 
as we go, as we're on our jobs, as we're in our schools, as we're in our social clubs, fraternities, sororities, as we're in our board meetings, as we go, we are to be sharing the light and the life of Christ, sharing hope and 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 the good news, right? And so here it is, and I'll close with this. I'll close with this. As we go everywhere, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, it says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. In other words, family, people should be seeing a light in us. They should be seeing hope in us and they want to know why is it that you're so hopeful with everything, with all the darkness and gloom and depravity and violence that's going on around you. We walk into a room, we walk into a space and people see light, people see a glimmer, people see a spark and they'll ask us and the word of the Lord says, we should be ready to give a defense, to give a reason, to understand, to give a reason for the hope that is within us. Because family, finally, we have the key. Why? Because we have the key to living a life that's fulfilling, a life that's rewarding, a life that's pleasing, a life that's satisfying. But most of all, we have uh, this thing in us that allows us to live a life that's full of hope and it should exude from us. It should radiate from us. And let's not keep it to ourselves, but let's share it with the world. The world is in desperate need of what we have and it would be selfish of us to not share it so that we can bring light and hope and life. Life to this generation family. That is why I'm hopeful. We must share what God has done in our lives. We must share what God has done for humanity through the giving of Jesus Christ. We cannot keep it to ourselves. We are commanded to make disciples so that the world can see that God is alive, God is relevant, and God is real in this generation. So remember family, preach the gospel at all times. And when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.